It's Texans All Access. Good evening, Texans. Welcome to the program. Mark Vandermeer with you along with John Harris as we continue COVID coverage. Actually, we're not covering COVID. We're just covering the Houston Texans in the light of COVID. And Johnny's at his house. I'm at my house. You're at your house or in the car. I was just in the car getting some dinner for people here, Johnny, and uh, doing the takeout thing, supporting local mm-hmm. business, etc. And it wasn't exactly Friday at rush hour, but I think people are making their way out and about just fine. You know, I mean, not just fine. Believe me, I know that uh, most people are sheltering in place and the economies in the wherever you want to describe that to be. But it's nice to see people out and about, those who are, and I hope we can all get there sooner rather than later. Yeah, there's no question about that. I actually did that the other night. I think it was Wednesday night after after the show, after after I'd done the dance, after we had done the Wednesday night draft and all that kind of stuff. I was like, man, I'm in no mood to put something on the grill. And my wife was like, well, hey, let's, let's get some takeout or curbside or and, you know, all these different words that we didn't even know when we were in curbside, when we were in college uh, or high school. What's curbside? What is that? Oh, well, you dial up on the Internet. What's the Internet? So, yeah, things have definitely changed um, in, the, <laughs> in the last couple of decades. But, yeah, thank, thankfully, there are businesses that are staying open and, and hopefully people are frequent. I know our buddy Sean Pendergast has – I think day number 30 where he has been visiting a local business, uh, and that's been awesome. He and his new wife, Amy, that's uh, – I mean, you talk about they get married on February 29th, and from that day forward, it's been it's been uh, COVID coverage all the way. So um, then I know everybody's been feeling it. But, yeah, it's good to see. It's, it's, it's actually good to get out there um, and uh, just see something other than your house for even five, ten minutes. It's, it's actually kind of nice. It, it really is, and uh, I'm enjoying, you know, just getting out and about, out and about. I go about three miles. I think I've run more miles this week yeah. than I've actually driven, but it's just nice to, nice to see something else every once in a while. And we have in-laws. We go over to their house. They, they come over here. They're in our inner circle. You know, if people are in your inner circle, it's okay. By the way, uh, the neighbors had some people over yesterday, and uh, one of them put out a hand, you know, to shake the hand. I was like, whoa, do we, do we really <laughs> know each other this well? I mean, it feels too intimate to me. I don't know. I mean, are we ready for this next step in our relationship? And then we, then, then we both remembered we did the elbow. But I don't, oh, yeah. I don't even know if the elbow is permissible these days. It's yeah, not six even, feet, that's for sure. Yeah, can you even do that? I don't even know if you can do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you both have clothing on as long as it's not as long as the elbow is protected, protected elbowing is fine. Unprotected mm. elbowing. I'm going to frown on that. Maybe, you know, I'm well. not. Uh, and look, I've been Johnny. I have. I'm just going to share something with you here. Like I see all these posts about people. Should you wear a mask when you're out and about? Should you not? Uh-huh. I think I went off the other night about wearing masks in public, not yeah. not in public, but like at a park where there's nobody yeah, yeah. around. But you know what? If you want to wear a mask, that's. That's fine, obviously. That's mm-hmm. definitely your prerogative to wear a mask, and I think it's going to be required, if not already. I think it is in New York. Even if you're walking in Central Park and nobody's around, I think you have to have a mask at this point. Otherwise, who knows what happens to you? I mean, Serpico comes and roughs you up. I don't know what goes on, <laughs> but uh, that's not a law here yet as far as I know. But you know what? Whatever you want to do to protect yourself, whatever makes you feel better, that's fine. Right? Well, I told you the other night when I was at Kroger uh, – I saw two different women wearing Crown Royal pouches as masks. So people have definitely gotten creative. Is that the, I guess is the right way of saying yeah. it. They've gotten creative. Um, I, I just happened, I was in the garage. We had, you know, we, you knew we were down in Galveston for a couple of weeks and we'd come back and for some reason I was in the garage looking for something and I look up and there's an N95 mask, you know, top of the line respirator like mask. I'm like, this is perfect. And then I remembered we uh, had done, my, my wife and I have done projects throughout the house. And one of them was we were going to sand, we were going to sand down the floor, just kind of get some, uh, before we had floors put down, we were going to, we got this big sander. And so when we did that a couple of years ago, we got a mask, and one of them we didn't use. And so it was a brand-new mask. And so when I've gone out to, to Kroger, H-E-B, um, or wherever, I'm, I've been wearing that mask pretty much wherever I go. So it's frustrating, but 
you know, it's you, it, you gotten used to it. I've gotten used to it, so doesn't bother me too much. So, uh, uh, you know, I've seen, like I said, I've seen creative ones, and then I was lucky enough to just find that one in my garage. Johnny, today David Johnson spoke with the media, and yeah. uh, I had a chance to catch up with him. And I don't know if you had a chance to catch that. In fact, I listened to the media press conference portion of it. I obviously yeah. could have jumped on, but I wanted to consume it like a fan. So on our new app and on the website, we are running it. It was terrific to see them right there, uh, mm-hmm. not just audio but visual, and uh, taking some questions from the media. That was pretty cool, actually. What were your takeaways? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was great. It was it was interesting because when when I got on, we were all just kind of waiting. It was kind of quiet. And it's just interesting to see all the different media members on there. And then all of a sudden you, you hear Amy, Amy Palsic say, oh, he's ready. Okay. And Omar's like, okay, uh, David. And all of a sudden, boom, he pops up on your screen. It's like, okay, this is, I mean, as real it's going to get. Yep. And I thought he was, I thought he was very, very good. But it, it's, you know, it's one of those things, Mark, where I kind of knew that. If you if you follow the sport as as we have and as I did in the in the draft when he was coming out I was, I was a big fan of his I was a big fan of his for a number of different reasons you know he talked about the the number of things that he wants to do get involved in charities here in Houston he was heavily involved he and his wife and uh, his child they were they were heavily involved in Arizona and that was something that that struck a chord with him that he wants to be able to do here in Houston um, and then I got the sense, Mark, and I don't know if you got this, but I got the sense that, and he even said it at one point, but I could just, the way he was talking, he feels like he certainly has something to prove on, on two different levels. Number one, he's involved in a trade for DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, he's got that pressure he's carrying, but it's like, okay, I'm going to prove that, that I was definitely worth that. And then I, I think he feels like last year when, he got injured in the middle of the year and then came back. It was like, you know, the old adage, you know, you don't lose your, your job to injury. Well, he did. And he even mentioned that, you know, Cliff Kingsbury wanted to go with the hot hand. And that was Kenyon Drake and, and Chase Edmonds. And that kind of left David as odd man out at that point. And so he didn't get a lot of touches. And I got the sense that that didn't sit ultimately very well with him that he's ready to prove some people wrong, that he's still got the juice in the run game. And, yes, everybody knows he's a receiver and he can catch the football, but he's still got it in the run game, and he's ready to show everybody what he's still got in the tank. Johnny, he had – all right, so let's just go through David Johnson here for a moment because what I find interesting is that, all right, 2016 we all know was a a tremendous year for him, over 1,200 rushing yards, uh, 879 receiving yards on – 80 catches. Now, he gets hurt in 2017. That was Arians last year. That was a bad year for the Cardinals. Arians yeah. is gone. And then Steve Wilkes come in, comes in. He's a one-and-done head coach. And uh, David plays all 16 games. Production is down a bit. 940 rushing yards and 446 through the air, although that's still a pretty big year. I mean, you could say that if you give me that right now from David Johnson – that 2018 season, I'd be like, okay. Now, the average per carry, 3.6, I know they would want more than that. But 940 on the ground, 446 receiving on 50 catches. Johnny, what would 50 catches do for a running back for the Texans last year? That would be the top receiving running back because Duke Johnson had 44 catches. Carlos Hyde last year, as good a year as he had running the football, 1,070 yards, he had 10 receptions. David Johnson's going to have a lot more than 10 receptions to go along with whatever Duke Johnson brings you. This is going to be really exciting in the backfield. Yeah, I think there's no question. I mean, I, I've I've thought this thing all the way through. Now, I think the, the one thing that's hard for fans to look at and to see is, okay, well, uh, I, I don't see it. Because the last thing they saw was DeAndre Hopkins in that offense. And now – you got to close your eyes and kind of think about what number 31 looks like in this offense, okay? How is David Johnson going to look? How is that going to – where is he going to line up? And, and some people just can't see it. Some people don't want to see it. Um, that's their prerogative too. But I just look at it I, – I, I'm always envisioning things like that. And David Johnson to me is a guy that because of the injuries in 17, 
because the injury in 19 took away basically the second half of the season, there's not a ton of tread off the tire. I know he's 28, but there's not a ton of tread off the tire. And consider last year when Carlos Hyde was brought here to Houston and everybody was like, wait, 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 Martinez Rankin got traded for this guy. This guy hadn't done anything in the league in three, four years and then comes to Houston and goes for over 1,000 yards. Now you're talking about a guy in David Johnson that can do much more in the receiving game than Carlos could do. So if you end up getting a year out of David Johnson where he goes 800, 850 on the ground and he gives you six. I mean, 550, 600 in the passing game, you get, you know, 1,300, 1,300, 1,400 total yards from him. I think you got to feel like that's pretty good because you're going to get what from Duke? You're going to get, you know, I don't want to say similar numbers, but you're going to get kind of a decent mix like that. Duke's going to pick up 400, 500 yards rushing. He's going to pick up 400, 500 yards receiving, I hope, in that, in that uh, category. So you've got different things that you can do. So I like... I like this move, and I know people will point out the contract and this, and can you stay healthy and all that. You know what? Just it can work. It can work, and I think he's got the right mindset. And now his body's got to, as he talked about a lot. That was one other thing that stood out to me, Mark, I, that I forgot to mention. He talked a lot about his body, and talked a lot about uh, staying healthy and keeping his body healthy. Uh, and I think that's obviously going to be the biggest thing for him. Look, he knows. He knows defenses. He's got to learn this offense, and I know Clint was talking about that. I don't think they can officially get their playbooks until the conditioning period or this offseason training period starts. I don't think they can get it before that. Um, so I, I think, think next week. Yeah, so Monday when they start, they can get the playbook and start kind of diving in from that perspective. Um, but, I, Mark, I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, you can go one of two ways. You can be excited about it and think about the possibilities – or you can, you know, wallow in it and just be like, oh, it's, they're not going to do it. It's, you, you could be that guy or, or, or woman, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm not going to choose to be that particular person. I, I don't I just I've never been that way. I don't care what's against me. I'll take what I've got. Uh, even in 2015, when it looked like, man, what do we have offensively outside of DeAndre Hopkins? Because Arian Foster's hurt. My gosh, you know, Alfred Blue is running the football. We got Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mount trying to figure out a quarterback. And, oh, by the way, we won the division going 9-7. and seven. So, look, I mean, I'll just choose to be more positive, especially with a guy that's proven he can do it. He's just got to find that secret sauce and stay healthy. And if so, I think the Texans are going to have themselves a really good offensive weapon. All right, well, David Johnson, like we said, did, we, did meet with the media. We also did a special call for season ticket members, and I lifted just a couple of minutes of that off of the call for us to listen to. So here's David Johnson talking about how he's doing in the light of COVID and everything, sheltering in place and getting ready for the season. It's not too bad. Um, you know, me and me and my wife, Megan, and our two kids, DJ and London, are um, out in Arizona um, hanging out. And, you know, the weather's not too bad, so can't complain too much. And uh, really the biggest thing is just trying to figure out ways to keep DJ active and not just sitting around watching shows all day. Uh, right. we're, we're being pretty creative. Yeah, we're all substitute school teachers now, right? <laughs> I know exactly. Always now we got to try to remember all math questions and stuff. So it's been uh, it's been fun though. As you talked about this a bit during your press conference earlier today, but uh, how do you feel about playing for the Texans and what does excite you about being a Houston Texan? Felt great. Very humble. Um, very thankful that Bill O'Brien came out and got me. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get it started. Like I've been saying, they've always been in the playoffs. And now, especially with that offense, so dynamic, so many weapons. Deshaun um, at the head of it is, you know, doing a great job. And he's young. So I'm very excited. I can't wait to get started um, being utilized as not just a runner, but also a catcher, wide receiver type. Um, and I know Bill O'Brien, he, he said he wants to do that. So I think it's going to be, you know, uh, another um, – Tremendous offense for all the fans, all the season ticket holders to witness this season, um, you know, hopefully when it starts. Everyone knows you're a really good receiver and running back, so that kind of versatility really helps out an attack. I think I'll fit well um, being utilized every down. Um, I've been watching. 
I just got done watching, like I said earlier, the Bills game and mm-hmm. the way, not just that game, but also that season. I've been recapping a lot of the games and Duke Johnson has been Duke Johnson has been tremendous in being able to uh, catch the ball at backfield. And so hopefully I can continue to um, be the lot the same way. And I think with my skill set, uh, I'll be able to do that, uh, not just line up in the backfield, but also as a receiver and have even more weapons on third downs. Uh, when we need a, a big, uh, you know, play, um, you know, a big momentum play, I'll be able to do that for the offense for sure. What about playing with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, where you've seen the plays, you say you've been watching games from the season. So sometimes when things break down, he goes off script a bit and everybody's got to keep their head on a swivel. What about that dynamic of the game being alert at all times in case you get the football? Oh yeah, definitely got to be alert. Um, especially when he scrambles, that's when a lot of the, when the play's broken down, that's when a lot of receivers actually get open. Cause you know, the DB has to, or the linebacker has to cover even longer and usually they mess up, get out of gap or uh, mess up the coverage. And so with Deshaun's ability to evade, uh, avoid being sacked and, you know, keeping his eyes downfield is going to be very crucial. So, um, you know, when I go out as a receiver or whatever, I got to be ready to uh, be able to move on the fly, change my route on the fly and try to continue to get open. Plenty more on David Johnson on HoustonTexans.com and the Texans app. And uh, we'll get that full call for you at some time over the weekend. It's really for the season ticket members. And, you know, once they're done with it, we'll uh, we'll go on. But the, he did have the media availability today. So we have a lot of stuff on David Johnson today on HoustonTexans.com. Coming up, McLean got a letter to his mailbag. And I swear I didn't write it, but I, I want to <laughs> read it for you. It's It's a commentary on the current state of the Texans. And let's talk about what's going on around the league because Roger Goodell had a national media visit today and weighed in on what might happen with the season. Later on in the show, voice of the Rams, J.B. Long for a little bit, who's going to talk about Brandon Cooks and what he brings to the table for the Houston offense. It's all coming up on Texans All Access. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. ConocoPhillips is the world's largest independent exploration and production company based on production and proven reserves, and we're committed to giving back to the communities we serve. During the 2019-2020 school year, Toro's math drills assisted over 1,500 teachers across 12 states and impacted more than 100,000 third and fourth grade students. ConocoPhillips and the Houston Texans share the goal of doing great things for Houston and look forward to another exciting season on the gridiron and in the classroom. Your hometown Whataburger drive through is open 24-7 as usual. But now, as we all adjust to this new normal, we've also kicked off curbside pickup for online orders from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So instead of walking your order to your table, we'll walk it right out to your car. Just because we can't be close doesn't mean we can't be neighborly. Whataburger. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Hey, it's Deshaun Watson, quarterback for your Houston Texans. Looking for the right energy plan for your home? When you sign up on the Reliant Texans plan, you'll score a free jersey. Yeah, my Texans jersey, so you can represent Houston all season long. You'll also get an invitation to a Texans autograph session. It's a win-win. Go with Reliant and bring the power home. Call 1-866-RELIANT or visit Reliant.com slash Texans. Reliant, the official energy provider of the Houston Texans. Restrictions, terms, and conditions apply. PUCT number 10007. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. 
make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. Right now, we're all safer at home. But should you need a new vehicle, Hyundai has options to shop online, and a participating dealer can deliver it right to you. Plus, you'll make no payments for four months. To find out more, go to buyhyundai.com. Get 0% APR for up to 84 months and make no payments for four months on the 2020 Tucson or Elantra. Visit your Houston Hyundai dealer online today. Offers end 5420. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Will the LSU Tigers be just as dominant in 2020? Can they replace key players lost to the NFL draft and field another undefeated national championship caliber squad? Only one way to find out. Witness the 2020 LSU Tigers right here in Houston as they head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to take on the hometown Rice Owls. Head to RiceLSU2020.com to join the wait list and be notified as soon as tickets go on sale or to get info on how you can experience Rice versus LSU from a luxury suite this fall. Whether you're scoring touchdowns or touching your toes, you depend on your body just like the pros do. At Houston Methodist, we treat you with the same expert care the Houston Texans have relied on from day one. From the starting lineup to starting a new exercise, your body is made to move, and we have the expertise to keep it that way. Houston Methodist is the official health care provider for the Houston Texans. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. Will the Texans address their most dire needs in the draft? Right now, their needs are all on defense, interior linemen, a corner, and a safety. We'll provide inside information and let you know what we're hearing when we hear it. With the NFL Draft only six days away. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. This is Deshaun Watson. The bomb from Deshaun Watson. And you're listening to Texas Radio. My goodness. You are Mark Vanderveer and John Harris with you. Happy weekend. Everybody making big plans for big road trips. No, they're not. No, you're not. The road trip is really <laughs> back into the kitchen, uh, back into the living room, and to the bedroom, back to the kitchen, back to the – well, look, it's different, though. If you've been working at home, there is a sense of weekend still. There is a sense of, oh, yeah, it is the weekend. Now, next week, Johnny – one week oh. from right now, we'll be into round two of the NFL draft, so we'll be rocking. It's going to be wild as we cover the draft for everybody. It's night number two. We'll still cover round one and a lot of goodies next week, a lot of goodies. We're going to talk to Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby, both a, at least a couple of times uh, during our coverage and in and around it. We're doing special virtual, virtual digital shows. We're doing a lot of stuff. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, a lot of radio coverage, so keep it locked here. Sports Radio 610. We will have, I think, 18 hours of coverage, and we will crush them all. We'll talk about every round. We'll try to talk about as many players as possible, and obviously the Texans uh, have picks all the way through. They have three in the seventh round, mm-hmm. but the one piece of advice I think I would I would give to anybody in this draft, and mainly us because we'll be on the air Keep your head on a swivel because I don't think, like last year where we didn't have any uh, draft day trades, I have a feeling that we will have at least one, at least one in this particular draft. Now, I don't know how far down we'll go with it, but um, whether it could be that pick number 40, who knows, or up, or up, there's there's going to be... There's going to be, and that was one thing that, that Bill O'Brien talked about on his uh, press availability uh, the other day was you know, how tough it might be for these rookies to try and pick things up as they go. But you still got to fill out a 90-man roster. So you, you can't just go get Do all kinds of to? veterans. Do I mean, you, you, don't have have to. To. you don't have to. You don't to have to. You don't have to. 
You do, but there's, it's not a requirement to. Fill no, no, no. Out. You don't have to. You don't have right. to. But I think this is in. You got to have some though. cheap labor, Mark. No, you some do. Cheap labor. But I, I think it's in play. I think it's going to be tougher than ever for these UDFA's to make teams this year. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting with the Texans with the three sevens. Not that we want to waste a ton of time talking about seventh rounders, but can you convert that into one sixth late in the sixth? Yeah, maybe. Can you maybe if somebody's really interested in stockpiling at the end? This you know those seventh round picks make it a lot easier for you to pick up some guys that you thought. Well, we're going to sign him as a UDFA, meaning undrafted free agent. That's what the mm-hmm. acronym is, folks. Uh, we're going to sign him as a UDFA, but let's just go ahead and take him now so we can just save ourselves the hassle. We'll just draft right. the guy. We'll just draft yeah. him. And that way we don't have to worry about making phone calls and outbidding somebody. You know, you get in bidding wars for some of these undrafted free agents. Not that it's a war, but it's like, you know, twenty grand versus twenty-five grand signing bonus, however it goes. Uh, I think that's tough for some of these teams. You know, all of a sudden you become a recruiter when the draft is mm-hmm. over as opposed to we just picked you and you're ours. I think that's the advantage of those three sevens. But I think it's going to be tougher than ever for the, for the fringe guys to make the team. You're not getting the offseason program to prove yourself. It's not like, oh, so-and-so looked really good in OTAs. Or he learned enough where mm-hmm. when he got to training camp, all of a sudden he flashed because he had this sort of background and he was able to really – get it internalized during the five, six-week break between minicamp and training camp. You have none of that this year. Yeah, and I, th- I just think it's going to work that way for, for all rookies. Mm-hmm. I think for all rookies, I think it's going to work that way. I don't know that, that it yeah. UDFAs, late-rounders, whatever. But I do think the, the, the players that you have invested first-round picks in, second-round picks, et cetera, I think those guys obviously are, are going to get an opportunity because those were your high picks – but you're right. You don't have to have you know rookies throughout your roster, but you do have to have players that you know. You do have to have cheap labor, as Coach said in his talk with us. He's like, "Look, you got a salary cap, man. You can't you can't just have elite players at every single position, which means you can't just have veterans at every single position on the field. Right. So you've got to have a few of these rookies. Now, do you need all seven of them to to end up? being um you know on the roster on the 46 or 48 man uh I don't know exactly do we know exactly what it's going to be this fall either way do we need all seven of them are all seven of them going to be there I I don't I don't think so but I'm I don't know I'm willing to take a shot at throwing more paint to canvas and see what happens so you and you know me you know how I am with the draft the more the more picks the better off I feel but I also realize that with a team where the Texans are right now with a quarterback like Deshaun, you just can't bring in a bunch of rookies and hope that they get it and then try and be a viable candidate in one of the more difficult divisions in football. So I I don't have any problems in bringing in Brandy Cooks. I don't have any problems in giving up the, the 57th pick to be able to do that as long, obviously, as he stays healthy. Uh, but that's a roll of dice for everybody. But, uh, but you know me. I, I, those seventh-round picks – yeah, I think you can trade up. You can go get a sixth. Yeah, they don't think I think you can do that if if a team wanted to do that. You know, maybe you got to call Belichick to do it. Maybe Belichick's the kind of guy that would do it and draft three seventh rounders. Um, you just hope that whatever seventh rounder you draft doesn't turn into the next Tom Brady. You know, in the next segment, Johnny, in the first segment we were talking about running back receptions. Yeah, looking at some of these reception numbers, I want to get your take. And I think my Moneyball analogy with what the Texans are going through with DeAndre Hopkins trading him, picking up these two guys who are really interesting and Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks and whatever Will Fuller could possibly do for you. You know, Fuller had 71 catches last year. 71. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at exactly. But we all know that, you know, just because you see 11 games, he started some games that he couldn't finish. Anyway, I want to get to your um, your prediction sort of prediction on the numbers that some of these guys might have. But right now, we promised we'd talk about Roger Goodell, who said the league is planning for a full season, but contingency planning is going on too. They are getting ready for whatever might happen. And, uh, you know, every day feels a little different. I don't know how you feel, John. Some days I'm more optimistic about where we're going as, you know, as a planet than others yeah. uh, with everything that we're enduring right now. Uh, I feel like there will be a season, yes. I feel like it's uncertain, of course, whether we'll have fans early on. Uh, I, you know, no one can say with any certainty that 
we're going to have fans from the get-go. That preseason right. game number one is going to be doors are open, everybody's invited. I don't know. Uh, even President Trump was talking about spacing people, and he wasn't speaking NFL-specific there, but spacing people, a couple of seats apart, whatever the situation is. What is your latest take on what Goodell had to say and where this thing is going? Well, I'm I'm kind of like you. You you read one thing, um, you read one thing from one uh, person, and then you read another thing, and it's like, well, wait a second, Th- this person said this, and then she said this, and then he said this, and I'm kind of thoroughly confused most of the time when it comes to this yeah. stuff, and I, you know, the the people that that seem to to get this the most and that I would put the most stock in are the people that are on the front line of this, the doctors, the CDC, uh, who um, those are the people that I would put more stock in what they're they're saying. And obviously, President Trump ends up being the, the voice for all of that. And when he did say, yeah, I think there could be sports and there may be a time of, of no fans, I thought that was a that was a, a positive sign. And Roger Goodell, I got the feeling after you know, reading what he had to say that, okay, this is a positive sign that there there will be football at some point. And I, but I got to say this about it too, Mark. I thought Bill O'Brien, when he was asked about, hey, what, and I can't remember who asked him, but somebody asked him about playing with no fans in the stands and how crazy that was and all that. And I thought, I thought that was maybe the one question that Bill answered maybe better than any other question. He said, look, you know, let's, let's keep it real. Let's, we've got to think about football in the grand scheme of, of life. And we've got to find a vaccine. We've got to feel comfortable in healing people that end up uh, with COVID-19. We've got to think about guys like Von Miller. Now, you know, we've got to, we got to heal Vaughn and, and LA Rams, Brian Allen, the center who got it. And I think got it again. Um, and he's been healed. I, I think twice um, having gone through it, you know, those, those are the things that we've got to be able to do that, you know, football does have its place. In American society, it's huge in our society, but keeping people healthy is hugely important. I thought Coach put that way better than I did, but uh, I thought it was it was interesting to hear Goodell because I, I kind of got the thought that maybe, okay, maybe this could happen. Maybe it's not all 16 games, but there's at least hope that a football season can be played and that can be uh, hopefully a, a big step in helping everybody kind of get back on their feet and get excited about their football team. Sean and Seth this morning were asking me about the maybe have NFC teams for an AFC team be your first four games. You know, if you could play it like that, if you could play your interconference schedule first, that way if you have to lop off, say, a quarter of the season, just hypothetically here, you mm-hmm. lop it off the other conference, and you keep the AFC together. And at the very least, keep your divisional games stacked in the second half of the season. So if you have to lose up to that much, maybe yeah. you still get the division slate in. I think they can do that, and I told those guys it's easier said than done, though, because a lot of these buildings have protected dates. Yep. They have weirdnesses uh, about <laughs> what you can schedule or not schedule, and Look, you know, maybe things are wide open now in a lot of cities, but there's going to be a lot of conventions booked very quickly once yep. we get to it here. And maybe mm-hmm. the league can beat everybody to it because conventions that have been put off, just big events. I don't know if they'd redo OTC in the fall. I know there's another uh, conference that's similar to OTC in Houston in, in November, but it's not OTC. But you know what I'm saying? Stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. Every city's got stuff like this. Yep. Uh, maybe not that big, but similar things. And it's going to get gobbled up. The space, the mm-hmm. event space, the hotel rooms, these things get gobble, gobbled up pretty quickly. If the league can get the schedule to market and book up hotel rooms and things like that, that's obviously really going to help because yeah. that's a big part of this that people don't understand or don't yep. take into consideration usually logistically when they're thinking of these things. It's a huge piece. It's a huge piece. And, I mean, to give people a little peek behind the curtain, I mean, we have a traveling party typically of, what, like 170 people, something that like that when we go. Yeah, a lot of people that go on the road uh, for for a road game. And so you've got to get hotel rooms. You've got to, uh, you know, meeting space, you know, training room space. I mean, the amount of rooms and the amount of space that we take up when we go on the road and trying to find availability for all of that 
it certainly isn't easy, that's for sure. But if the schedule does come out May 9th, and as soon as as soon as we get it, and that's the date I've heard. I don't know if that's that's true or not. But if say the schedule does come out May 9th, all I mean we've got people as soon as it comes out, boom, where are road games? Start booking those things right away. Because you're right. The fall, once things start to reopen, and hopefully they will start to reopen, the fall is gonna be jam-packed with things that some of these things we didn't even see coming. I mean, it's going to be full of things, and the hopefully at that point, yeah, yeah, the Masters, the Masters in November. Um, but I, I don't think it's it's a horrible idea to put your interconference games at the beginning, just in case you have to move them so that you you maintain your your interconference games. But you know that would be you know the Vikings and the Packers coming to Houston, going to Detroit, and and Chicago. But I don't know, maybe that's something they could do. Uh, but I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it's a horrible yeah. idea, but it's, I mean, it's, man, that's got, it's got to be tough. I mean, it's really got to be tough, especially, you know, trying to figure out in four weeks, you got to try and figure out the giants with two home games, the jets with two home games. So how do you kind of, you know, how They're do you tough. figure Yeah, it's going to be rough. I mean, that's, that's, ev- yeah. that's every week in the Meadowlands. So I don't know. I know they they probably play every other week, but uh, trying to figure that out, I know it's got to be that's got to be difficult. So I know they're. Go- I mean, think of the iterations they go through for just a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, a regular like schedule, and now all of a sudden it's like okay, now okay, get your regular schedule, but now come up with your contingency schedule. It, you know, which is move the interconference games to the beginning of the year. Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate that that issue at all. Um, I've thought, just thinking aloud, right? I think the AFC is easier to manage, but obviously you got two teams at the top, the Chiefs and the Ravens, that you got to prove that you can beat. But I I look at the AFC and I think, man, I don't think the AFC overall is as strong as the NFC. Ooh. So maybe having to skip those games may not be a bad thing, but the AFC. I do think you've got those tough nuts to crack in the Ravens and the Chiefs. Now, I don't know if the AF, the NFC has those two type teams. I mean, if we started doing but a power they're rankings. Thicker. They're deeper up yeah, at the top. They've, exactly. They've got more at the top. Right, exactly. Uh, because the Texans play the Packers and the Vikings this year. Right. Thankfully, both at home, which is going to be exactly. good. And you're going to have to go home road because like, if I'm going to drop a game, you know, I'm torn here. I'm, t- I'm torn with this hypothetical decision, Johnny, because – I don't want to lose the Packer game because it's a great home game. But, exactly. boy, if there's a good miss as far as tough opponent, that's not a bad one to miss. Well, uh, and the I'd Vikings, rather go too. to Chicago and Detroit, I guess. But then yeah. you're on the road playing those teams. So it's just hard to take the temperature of all this. Well, you would if, – if they did – if they did do something and they had to move the schedule back, they would just have to eliminate all four of them. I mean, they couldn't just say, okay, well, we're going to eliminate this one. I don't, that would be too tough. I think they would just have to eliminate all – you know, four of them. Okay, we'll start – you know, oh, with yeah. a twelve-game schedule, they'd have yeah. to do something like that. But again, Packers, Vikings, two teams that played in division round, phew, gone. Off, the, I mean, they would they would be yeah. off the schedule, and the Bears and the Lions, well, they'd be off the schedule too. So that that would kind of stink. So kind of kind of evens out either way. But, but if that's the way you had outs. to go, no, 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 nobody. Outs, you know that. Yeah. yeah, there's there's nobody that's an easy out, but. Would I much rather play the Packers and the Vikings on the road like we did in 2016 or play the Bears and the Lions on the road? I'll take facing Nick Foles and Matt Stafford on the road any day of the week over facing Aaron Rodgers and Kirk. Okay, I'll face Kirk anywhere. I don't Kirk, Kirk and company. you got to say Kirk and company because it's really yeah. the supporting cast along with him. It's no, really it is the so supporting cast. It is I the mean, supporting cast. Is is there any quarterback? I don't. I hate calling guys overrated, and I like Matt Stafford. I interviewed him at the uh, Super Bowl in '09, his rookie season. He visited Miami. Everybody was coming down to that Super Bowl. Of but, course. But has any quarterback been more highly regarded and done less in this league than Matthew Stafford lately? Anyway. Oh, I mean, man. and I hate to say that, but it's true. I, wait, have they won a playoff game? I don't think they have. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, and they they had Dallas on the ropes in yeah. 2014. and then Dallas won that game. They went to Green Bay and they got hosed on a Des Bryant catch. Um, but 
but stat, you know, oh, Stafford's never had anybody. When he came in the league, he had Calvin Johnson. I mean, we, yeah. he's had people around him. Now, oh, the I, team, I don't, it, yeah. yeah, the team the Texans played in twelve at Thanksgiving was talented. Let me tell you, yeah. we were watching them warm up. It was like that's a talented team. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't mean to make this a Matthew Stafford, uh, you know, indictment. But I'm with here, you. I knew where you. Were, I knew you were going with that. I, I there's. I mean. Yeah, there are probably there have probably been quarterbacks over the years that have had big arms. You know who Matt Stafford is minus the attitude. He's Jeff George. He's Jeff George Whoa. minus the attitude. All right, so listen to these records: two and fourteen is rookie year, right? Okay. Uh, let's see. Was that? Yeah, that that had to be right. Although, yeah, okay. yeah, he lost to Brady. No, 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 he beat Brady Quinn in a shootout, but I think that was yeah, what happened was to him in twenty ten. He got hurt, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 11, and then so so ever since then it's him. All right, so 2 and 14, 6 and 10, he gets hurt. 10 and 6, 4 and 12, 7 and 9, 11 and 5, 7 and 9, 9 and 7, 9 and 7, 6 and 10, 3 and 12. Those are the re- 3 and 12 and 3, 12 and 1. Those are the records. So winning seasons 1, 2, 3, 4. Is that it? Four mm-hmm. winning seasons? Yep, that's it. That's it. And he came that's into it. the league in 09. That's mm-hmm. it. Oh, and oh he's my gotten gosh. And and here's the next here's the next Google page you need to find. What is look at how much that Joker's been paid? Yeah, since he came into the league because he got into the league before the CBA uh, in 2011. So he and Sam Bradford they made some jack. Sam Bradford didn't do jack, but he got paid some jack. Matt Stafford's made some cheese over these last ten years. Jim a Caldwell got screwed. I'm sorry. Look, oh, yeah. Whatever you want to say about him, uh, yes. I, I don't agree with if it's going to be a criticism. I mean, look, may, nobody's perfect, all right? He went 11-5, and 7-9, and nine, but then 9-7, nine and 9-7. Nine and seven. Look, I know 9-7 and seven is not where you want to be, but it's a lot better than 6-10, and 3-12, and 1, Matt yeah. Patricia, the genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Caldwell deserves a job. And oh, the Colts to a Super Bowl. Absolutely. There's no there's no question. I think Jim Caldwell is a very, very good coach. And I know when Caldwell was there, people were calling for his head. And it's like, man, yeah. be careful what you careful. ask for. Well, and be look, careful. I know they have not won a playoff game, the Lions. But, uh, again, in the be careful what you ask for department, never poo-poo winning seasons and certainly don't poo-poo playoff appearances. All right, let's get to it next. A little bit from J.B. Long, Voice of the Rams. I'm Brandon Cooks. We'll play you some of that. And also, Johnny and I will look at the receiver numbers from a year ago and and try to figure out where these guys, the current crew, might end up this year. We'll take a look at that, time permitting, here on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Hey friends, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60, the NFL initiative to get kids off the sidelines and into the action for 60 minutes of play a day. You can run, jump, swim, tumble, swing, or cheer. Have a blast. Just make sure you're active for at least 60 minutes a day to score the healthy future you deserve. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash texans. 
Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cushada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 70 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, live music, and one of the top golf courses in the state. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cushada style at Cushada Casino Resort in Kinder, Louisiana's best bet. The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. Whether you're living in a midtown high-rise or you're moving into your forever home, we have the options you need and the prices you really want. Visit today and find stylish sofas, dining sets, and more, starting as low as $10 per month. Ashley Home Store has financing options made to fit any budget. Start designing your dream home today. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Tiff's Treats is a proud partner of the Houston Texans. Tiff's Treats is the original warm cookie delivery company and now has 10 Houston area locations with more on the way. Tiff's Treats bakes to order and delivers fresh, ooey gooey, melt in your mouth cookies right to your door. Order for yourself as a gift for someone else or pick some up at any location. Download the new Tiff's Treats app and use coupon code Texans for a free Tiff Blitz frozen dessert on any delivery order. Valid through 1130 and on in zone deliveries only. Will the Texans address their most dire needs in the draft? Right now, their needs are all on defense, interior linemen, a corner, and a safety. We'll provide inside information and let you know what we're hearing when we hear it. With the NFL Draft only six days away. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. Yeah, on the latest Vandermeer's View podcast, which is up right now, I play a little guitar at the beginning of it and uh, just a few licks, okay? Because normally the intro for Vandermeer's View is my guitar, but it's a recorded version. I go live on all the podcasts here during COVID times. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. I got a text from Dre, Johnny, about he said, well, the Lions probably won, haven't won a playoff game since I was there, and he's right. Yeah, that's true. Since he's 1991. Right. If they don't win one this year, this is 30 seasons without winning a playoff game. 30. Mm-hmm. 33 decades without winning a playoff game. And they haven't yep. won the division since 1993. Think about that. So Stafford has never won the division. Never won a playoff game. Four winning seasons. You know who he is? He's latter-day Archie Manning. That's what he is. He better have kids so his kids can win Super Bowls. He probably does. I don't know. Uh, He he, he is Archie Manning. Really good quarterback for the Saints when they were horrible back in the day. And this is kind of what Stafford is. He's a good quarterback. I think everybody agrees on that. Uh, He's got tremendous arm talent. I mean, you watch him throw the ball. It's like, oh, my gosh. But – uh, the record does not show it. So there. You're Archie Manning. I, I don't need. Uh, I don't mean to pick on Detroit tonight, but it just turned into picking on. What's that? The, your Archie Manning comparison is probably better than Jeff George with a good attitude. 
Um, but I just okay. thought of Jeff. I always think of Jeff George because Jeff George had a cannon of an arm, and that was what oh, yeah, he, he lived on, and that's what that's what Stafford sort of lives on. Stafford's ten times the person that Jeff George uh, was when Jeff George was playing uh, in the NFL. I like your Archie Manning one uh, a little a little bit a little bit better than that, but yeah, it will be it'll be thirty years, and I don't th- and I don't think they're making the playoffs, and I don't know what that ends up meaning for Matt Patricia um but this makes me think 30 oh, years ago gone. Dre with that if, high top if he fade. does not Johnny if <laughs> Johnny six and ten three twelve and one yeah for Patricia uh-huh. last oh, yeah. year they went backwards okay fourth in the division both times if they don't have a winning record this year they cannot keep him they can't keep him unless for some reason they go zero and seven, and then or like zero and eight, and then they go eight and zero or something. Or it's a weird year because of COVID. You know, McLean brought up yesterday, by the way, and you and I were way ahead of the game on this. The nineteen eighty two season with the nine mm-hmm. games played. Yep. And you had teams like I remember the Patriots because I lived in Boston. I was in college, and they made the playoffs with a five and four record, and people wanted to throw a parade. Rod Meyer was the head coach. They wanted to throw up. Rod Meyer was a good coach now. Yeah, I think he was was. AFC coach of the year that year because the Patriots were terrible the year before. Anyway, uh, we're all over the place tonight. J.B. Long is not. He's the voice of the Rams. Just a couple of minutes with him because Brandon Cooks played for the Rams, of course, and J.B.'s a good guy. We've visited with him a few times before, but I checked in with him in Southern California, asked him how the family was doing, how they were coping with COVID, and then some. Well, hey, Mark, it's good to hear from you, and thanks for the invitation. Uh, I'm blessed. I think we're in a really good place. Thankfully, all things considered, uh, most of our loved ones are in healthy, uh, safe places, and uh, we have two young boys, my wife and I do, so we're just enjoying the day-to-day with two uh, two boys under the age of four. We've never spent this much time together, and we probably never will, optimistically, so uh, we're trying to enjoy it for what it is, and it's a beautiful Southern California afternoon, and we're just enjoying the a pizza delivered here for lunch. Nice. Way to take advantage yeah. of that and uh, and support your local businesses. That's great stuff. Uh, well, last week the Texans made headlines. The Rams made headlines with the trade of Brandon Cooks coming to Houston. So tell me a little bit about your take on Brandon, what he meant to the Rams, and what do you think he can do for the Texans? Yeah, sorry we couldn't connect sooner on this one, but uh, hopefully it's still top of mind for your, your audience and fan base. I'm sure that it is. Uh, I think the world of Brandon Cooks as a player and, and as a person, I mean, it is pretty incredible when you think about the uh, the quarterbacks he's played with and the coaches he's played for. You don't often see a, a first-round draft pick change teams with this kind of frequency. Uh, but hopefully he's found a home and a permanent one in Houston. Uh, I think the circumstances were such for the Rams that uh, given you know, his contract value, uh, his injury concerns, and then also just the structure of what they're trying to do offensively, um, they had to make a difficult decision. And fortunately for them and for Bill O'Brien and the Texans, uh, there was a receiving team on the other end that I think, uh, you know, if his body enables him to, can give them uh, some great returns in the passing game. JB, Cooks and the entire Rams team and the encore follow-up performance to the Super Bowl appearance last year did not go according to plan. What went happened to Cooks, to the Rams, the whole recipe? Well, first specific to Brandon, I mean, unfortunately, he's had a couple Super Bowl appearances right now that uh, that didn't go the way that he had hoped. He took the tough hit against the Eagles while a member of the Patriots. And then for the Rams playing against those same Patriots uh, in Atlanta, had two key plays um, that I think both could have been touchdowns. Um, and he probably would tell you he, he should have had at least one of them. And, and if he had, you know, he might be a Super Bowl champion and the Rams might have rings right now. Um as for the, the team on the whole, I think, you know, Brandon's circumstances is definitely connected to what the Rams went through in terms of never really pinning down their identity in 2019 after it had been so solid for the first two years of the Sean McVay era. And as always uh, in the sport of football, there's a confluence of factors. I generally think that the first and foremost among them was uh, the lack of continuity on the offensive line. Uh, they took a chance on a couple of uh, redshirt freshmen, as I like to call them, second-year players, at center and left guard, and it didn't go according to plan either in terms of their their health or their performance. And I think for the better part of, say, two-thirds of the season, the Rams just could not operate uh, their offense, and Sean McVay couldn't play call the way that he had 
you know, preferred to do through two seasons. And they were kind of fighting that. And part of that was uh, the running game and the identity of, of Todd Gurley in their backfield, which was also evolving. And, and then just to bring it back to Brandon, I think ultimately, you know, the, he went from having a career year in his first season with McVay and the Rams to taking a step backward uh, in 2019. And you know what a deep threat he is and how much he can capitalize on long and deep developing plays. And I just don't think the Rams were able to hit on those types of plays for a lack of protection and putting themselves in some really bad downs and distances. And so I think the full potential of Cooks was in some ways wasted in last year's in last year's offense, and then, you know, kind of compounding the issue, he had uh, some concussion issues that took him off the field for stretches of time as well. All right, that's J.B. Long, voice of the Rams, and the rest of that interview can be heard on the podcast, which is Vandermeer's View on HoustonTexans.com. Johnny, I hope you have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it, Mark, of course, and we'll talk again on Monday. We will. We'll talk again on Monday. And, again, HoustonTexans.com, the Texans app, all sorts of great content. David Johnson, this stuff on Brandon Cooks, last week's stuff, yesterday's stuff on Bill O'Brien. It's all there. Thank you so much, Bridget, for producing. Have a great night, everyone, and go Texans. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual Urgent Care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Rooting for the family team has become quite the tradition at Amogee Bank. It's something we grew up doing, and it's something that defines who we are. We're also big fans of rooting for family businesses, because in all of our years of banking, we found that when we treat every business like family, they tend to prosper. So if you're a family business and you need a bank, come see us today. Amogee Bank. Here you grow. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Already counting down the days until your next college football Saturday? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 5th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to kick off 2020 with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. March's Star of Courage winner presented by Apache is K-9 Officer for SciFair ISD, Glenn Mayo. Mayo has served with the Houston Police Department for 27 years and during his time has won numerous life-saving awards. During Hurricane Harvey, he spent weeks rescuing people with the HPD dive team without taking a second to think about himself. He has truly dedicated his life to serving Houston and ensuring everyone's safety. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our March Star of Courage winner. Papa John's Killen's Barbecue Pulled Pork Pizza. The best barbecue pizza you've ever had. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's. It's our new Killen's Barbecue Pulled Pork Pizza. That's right, Papa John's is teaming up with the world-famous chef Ronnie Killen and coming out with one of the best barbecue pizzas you've ever had. So give us a call or go online and get your mouth-watering Papa John's Pulled Pork Pizza today. And hurry while supplies last. Better ingredients, 
better pizza, and the best barbecue, Papa John's. Telemundo Houston is number one for breaking news, weather, entertainment, and sports. Tune in every Sunday night at 11 p.m. for Houston Texans Primero EDS for complete game highlights. Upcoming game analysis, plus exclusive interviews all season long with Houston's most experienced sports team. Tune in every Sunday night at 11 p.m. Telemundo Houston y Domina la Acción, exclusive Spanish home of the Houston Texans. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help help fortune parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Each cup of Circle K's Simply Great Coffee is ground fresh, so it's as fresh as it gets, just the way you like it. But don't take it from me. Listen to what our customers are saying. Very easy to make your own cup of coffee at Circle K because you just have to push the button. Now with these new machines, they're really grinding. They get your coffee. That's why I come here. It's fresh every day. It smells amazing. It warms your heart. There's no comparison. Higher quality coffee, less bucks. Only at Circle K. You're invited to Hearsay. Come sip, savor, and shake our craft cocktails and chef-inspired cuisine. From certified Angus hand-cut steaks to award-winning mac and cheese. Looking for a unique cocktail or high-end whiskey? Hearsay is where it's at. Enjoy an intimate dinner for two or host your next special event. Experience the chic antique history of Houston and Galveston with three convenient locations. Come in for lunch, brunch, dinner, and happy hour. Visit hearsayhouston.com for more information and to check out our new menu. Hi, this is John Weeks with the Houston Texans. We are proud to be partners with the Houston Food Bank in presenting Huddle Against Hunger, a free in-school curriculum designed to provide information on hunger and poverty for students from elementary schools through high school. Sign your classroom up today at houstonfoodbank.org slash huddleagainsthunger. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. For more information, visit houstontexans.com slash community. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 